What's up, everybody? Welcome to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And today we are talking about Rock Lobster. Rock Lobster! <laughs> the way that you said that. I know, I know. Uh, today we're talking about Batman Arkham City, developed by Rocksteady Studios, published by Warner Brothers Interactive Entertainment. And yeah, so this one came out in 2011. A few years later. Yeah. And I remember basically uh, just pooping my pants when I heard this was coming out. It was going to be bigger. Well, and I remember that that being a big thing because um, this was the I want to say this was around the time period where we wanted bigger worlds. Mm-hmm. We wanted bigger maps. We wanted bigger things to immerse ourselves in. And game developers were delivering. Yeah. Right. Like there, there were, um, we had, uh, we, we've always had games, you know, Elder Scrolls being one of the biggest ones where the maps were fucking massive. Man, Morrowind was, that was big. Oh oh, yeah. That was was big for my little brain. It was huge. And there was so much to do in it. Um, but we never had a game like this that were huge, Mm -hmm. right? A lot of them were like they felt big, but that's just because you like you went to a lot of places and you had a lot of maps, but they were all like follow the path. Mm -hmm. You know, this was a complete open world and we were getting a lot more of those games at the time. So I was super excited about that. Like I, as we said last week, I loved fucking Arkham City Mm -hmm. or sorry, this is Arkham City. Arkham Asylum. Right. Mm-hmm. I loved it. Loved it. So I was really into like Arkham City, you know, and like I remember watching some of the promotion stuff for this mm-hmm. where they're like villains are going to have their own little dives and like their own little sections of the city. And, you know, the bad guys have taken over. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. We're going to fuck some shit up. Uh, yeah. Like super excited about it. Right. And this is where we got it um, introduced to a couple more villains. Two-Face, mm-hmm. uh, Penguin. Yep. I know those two were big on the announcements. Um, I think Mr. Freeze was in this one. He was? Yeah, but I don't remember him being announced, like, in the trailers or anything. I remember Penguin and Two-Face being the big, like, these are two villains you're going to face and face off big time against. Yeah. And I was like, that's fucking badass. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we're increasing the like the villains in this this is gonna be cool yeah i i this is gonna be pretty fucking awesome so i was pretty stoked like this one i do believe i played when it dropped yeah when it came out i was like in line to pick it up yeah i i I may have taken off of work to play this (laughs) when did you say 2011 2011 yeah oh this was yeah this was shortly before i met my wife Mm. So I don't think she got the joys of watching me play this game. <laughs> like, I don't think she did. Because when we get into a little bit later, like, she, she'll she talk about, like, one of the first games that uh, I ever played with her was Diablo 3. Oh, okay. Right? Like, yeah. She, she remembers me, like, Diablo 3 coming out and everything. And then the other one, the big one, and this was the one that I was playing when... Um, I met her was Guild Wars 2. Mm. And she'll she'll talk about like how she sat she sat on the couch um behind me reading books and like watching TV and everything. 
and I'm like playing Guild Wars 2 and I, I was talking to my buddies and there, she would say something and I'd be like, yeah, yeah, hon, hold on, hold on, hold on. And they're like, wait, who was that? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a girl. She's, she's my friend. <laughs> and they're like, wait, you have a girl there and you're playing with us? And I was like, yeah, she's here all the time. It's okay. It's totally okay. Let's, <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> she fucking, she was like, even his friends were like, dude, what are you doing? Why are you playing with us? Like, why aren't you interacting with her? Right. And I was like, because it's a game. <laughs> like, oh, uh, how naive I was. How uh, patient this woman could be. Right. Ten, uh, yeah, 11 years doesn't make a big difference, but in some areas it makes a big difference. It makes a huge difference. But yeah, so like she didn't get to see the like waiting outside a GameStop. Yeah. In the fucking middle of the night cuz I think this was this was still the time period where it didn't matter what time zone you were in. You had to wait until midnight. Um, yeah. So I know for a fact GameStop used to have that policy. <clears throat> there there came a point where they switched it. And they yeah. be, because we are West Coast, we, we could got do it, it at, at nine. nine. And yeah, because yeah, I remember that was when I was working for them and we would do a lot of midnight launches. Because, um, and you had to wait until midnight. Uh, specifically you at midnight. had to wait yeah. until midnight. And it was after that that. Like after the first couple of years I was with GameStop, it was after that that we switched to being able to do well, it online. I, I want to say a lot of that came from when more um, pre-orders came through the consoles mm-hmm. and they basically released it at nine. Yeah. So in order for GameStop to not lose, because there were there's we all know there's oh. hardcore people out there. If you're telling me I can order a physical copy through GameStop, but I have to wait until midnight to play it, or I can order a digital copy through Xbox or PlayStation, and I can start playing that shit three hours earlier than everybody else, fuck you, I'm playing it three hours earlier. Yep. So I think that's when they switched their policy because they, they acknowledged, like, this is going to fuck us. Like, if we don't start letting the, the West Coast people <laughs> play this shit at 9 o'clock, yeah. this is going to fuck us. And so, like, the change did happen. But I think this game was still within the it, it, midnight. Midnight is the release of it. Midnight is when you could get it. Midnight's when I fucking got it. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't have much money then. So, like, I didn't get the collector's edition, but I remember this is the one where the collector's edition came with, like, the fucking Batarang. I was going to say, it was the Batarang, right? Oh, yeah. man, and it looked so fucking cool. Mm. I, I never did the big the big deluxe versions of stuff. Oh, I do. All yeah. the time. Uh, for me, that's, like, my anti-hoarding gene because my father is very much anti-hoarding stuff is constantly like, we haven't touched this box in three years. Can I throw it the fuck out? No, there's but, stuff in it. Yeah, that, would, <laughs> that was my mom. <laughs> and I learned it from my dad and I'm like, I have not touched this thing in three weeks. Can I throw it out, please? <laughs> like, See, and here, it's funny that you say that because we actually have a mutual friend. He's been on the show, Justin. Yeah. Um, he laughs at me because on occasion I'll go through and I'll just like clear out like statues and stuff. And I'll like sell them off or I'll give them to people and everything. And then I replenish them with different ones. Mm. He's like, what are you doing, man? And I was like, I get tired of looking at them. Yeah. I want something different. Like, so I don't hoard this stuff. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple of things that I do keep just because I absolutely love them. Mm -hmm. But like, I feel like everybody does that. Like, if you absolutely love a statue of something, you're not going to get rid of it. Oh, uh, there is no way on earth I'm getting rid of my Final Fantasy VII remake cloud on the motorcycle statue. Like, Like I'm never going to get rid of that. Yeah. Well, meanwhile, Ezio from Assassin's Creed 2 is in a box in my garage right now. Because he hasn't touched for three weeks. (laughs) Who wants it? 
<laughs> for highest bid wins. Right. Uh, $2. $2. <laughs> Sold. Uh, but that, I'm just saying, like, mm-hmm. I don't hoard the stuff. Yeah. But I do buy it because I like to stare at it for a while. I like to see what it is. And it's really funny because I do get kind of upset about it. Like, I'll buy something. It's like 200 bucks for this deluxe edition. I pull it out of the box. I'm like, this this is shit. Yeah. This is this is crap. Like, what the fuck? And, like, the higher that price goes, the better that product should be. Mm-hmm. And if it isn't, I am furious. Yeah. we. But You and I were recently talking about the, the Super Collector's Edition for Hogwarts Legacy. Oh, God. That thing looks fucking amazeballs. And that, and because the, my fiancé is a huge Harry Potter fan, I'm getting her that Super Collector's Edition because she's going to love it. Did you get statue. it? I'm, I'm going to pre-order it. I tried. They're really? sold out everywhere, man. No. Yep. Crap. Your your uh, your chance is going to be on eBay, and you know you're going to pay two $300 more if you want to go that route, which I'm not – this is my own personal thing. Mm-hmm. I am not a big fan of because all you're doing in that is supporting the assholes. Right. And I can't – I personally can't stand that. Like, we're supposed to be a community of gamers. Like, to get on my soapbox here for a second, right? When you're going in and you're buying three, four, five, ten – of these collector's editions and then turning around and selling them on eBay. Like I get it. Free market, whatever, but the the ethics. Yeah. And that's what it comes down to is like, but that those could have gone to other people who Mm. are huge fans and not everybody has $600 to drop on a $200 collectibles collector's edition. Yeah. You know, like it's not, I, I just look at it as a really messed up thing. Mm-hmm. Like I get it. Money empowers, you know, powers the world. Money drives everything and good on you to a certain extent for manipulating that market. But we all know that it's not the people who go in and go, I have a buying limit of one. Mm-hmm. So I add one, I buy it. I add one, I buy it. I add one, I buy it. And they're doing it all manually. They've got some bot <laughs> that goes through and buys 10 of these in under 30 seconds, which isn't fair market practice. And I, I, I don't know. I think I told you this. In England, it's become illegal. Mm. They, they passed the law. It's 100% illegal to do it in England um, because it breaks fair market practices, which I, I'm in full agreement with. It totally does. This is not something that everybody can do. Yeah. Right. Like, it may be something that everybody has access to, but it is not something that a vast majority of shoppers can do. Right. My parents do not know how to manipulate a bot to swoop in and buy shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, that, just giving you a heads up. I tried because I was going to buy one for the wife. Because mm. uh, she's a huge Harry Potter fan, too. And I basically had to let that dream go because there's no way that I could I could drop six, seven hundred bucks for one. Jeez. Like, and that's when I checked, that's what they're being sold for on eBay. Okay. Good to know. Like just a heads up on that, but Mm. there are cool collectibles out there like this Mm -hmm. at the time. I did not have the money to afford the Batarang. Nope. Um, and in all actuality, I still don't have the money to afford the Batarang because the Batarang was not cool enough for me to make the money to afford the Batarang. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like there's some of them, like if. 
I would have known about that Hogwarts one, yeah, I would have tried to buy one. Mm-hmm. I would have made sure that I had the money to buy one because that's some cool shit. And my wife would have really loved it. It's a great little gift. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're, they can't find them anywhere. That sucks. Yeah. But this game. Mm-hmm. Back to what we were talking about. Yeah. Waited until midnight for it. Uh, fucking loved it. Immediately got home. I don't think I slept for the next six hours. <laughs> like, this is one where I, I took the next day off work. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I, I remember picking this up and just being like, oh, holy crap. More, more of the same. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> more of this more of the same but then even more piled on top of that um you know like you said earlier it's it's a bigger it's a bigger area there's more villains involved um every section kind of is themed around the people again right like you're you know you're over by two faces area by the courthouse and all the guys are dressed up like two face thugs then you go over to the freaking mill area where joker's at and they all look like clowns like it's a really cool way to like you have this they took it a step further from Mm. arkham asylum where like all of the people in Arkham Asylum look like inmates, and yeah. that sh- they should and absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. But now they took it a step further of like, okay, and, and we'll get into it. I don't want to reveal mm-hmm. anything, but they they customize the villains. Mm-hmm. The types are the same, but the way they look is customized. Yeah, which I thought was super cool. Yeah. Um. So basically, uh, before we get into the plot, so basically, like. Actually, let's just do the, yeah, we'll just do that. So, <clears throat> so let's just do a quick plot because kind of like uh, Arkham Asylum, there's a, a singular plot line, but there's a lot of other stuff kind of going on. So we'll just kind of go through the, the main plot and then we'll divert as we do. Um, so let's get a spoiler warning and we'll go from there. Hey guys, just want to give you a heads up from here on out. There's a ton of spoilers. Listen at your discretion. All right. So basically the game starts. There's a press conference being held um, where Bruce Wayne is declaring his opposition to what is being called Arkham City. Basically what Arkham City is, is a uh, section of Gotham City that has been walled off to hold all of the criminals. So they bloodhaven, isn't it? It's not bloodhaven. I thought it was. No, they walled off bloodhaven no just part of the city itself they don't specify which part not that i remember okay um because it again right there's a courthouse in there there's a steel factory in there there's you know um the police oh there's a lot it's along the coastline yeah it's along the coastline (laughs) of gotham um i just i thought it did come out and i may i may be wrong again it's been a really long time since i've played this same here but uh, I, I thought it was like Bloodhaven was the the section. But that's listeners. If you know, let us know because yeah. I don't I don't we're, remember. And we're at odds. <laughs> um, but basically, this whole area that's been walled off to house these criminals is being run by a mercenary organization called Tiger. And then the main leader is, of course, Doctor Hugo Strange. Doctor Strange. <laughs> um, Bruce Wayne ends up getting arrested and thrown into Arkham City. And and just to add on to that, mm-hmm. like, so basically, Doctor Hugo Strange convinces the city and the city council that housing all of these inmates in two separate areas, the asylum and um, oh god, Black Black Rock Black uh, Blackgate Blackgate, yes, um, prison, right? So like, asylum was kind of more for like the super villains, right? where Blackgate Prison was for all of their minions, right? right? 
instead of housing them in two separate areas where you're constantly having these breakouts and everything like that, let's wall off a section of other city and basically give it to the villains. Yeah. It, it's all the villains. We're going to drop them all in. We're going to give them supply drops. We're going to, you know, and all we're protecting is this one wall, mm-hmm. kind of like the Great Wall of China. All we're protecting is this one wall. And as long as the villains don't try to come over this wall into the city, they can do whatever the fuck they want in this other part. It's their city. Yeah, there's there definitely is like a level of like, you know, we'll have helicopters flying around and maybe we'll intervene. But yeah, it's a very lawless area Yep. that all of these criminals led by their supervillain leaders are just kind of taking territory over and just kind of doing that. And so, yeah, because <clears throat> because Bruce Wayne speaks out against it yep. and is heavily opposed for it. Um, this is this is where he's Hugo got- Strange like makes up some fucking laws or some shit that he broke or some something like that, and all, he gets arrested. All I remember is this line that he has where like the I think it's Vicky Vale the reporter, and she's like, "And here Vicky comes Vail. millionaire Vicky Bruce Vicky Wayne," Vail. and and he like walks past her and is like, "It's billionaire now. Millionaires are so last year or something like that." Yeah, so like come on, dude. Um, but yeah, right before he gets into. Bed, Right. Um, And I love this. Right. So, yeah. So, Doctor Strange, um, which is really funny to say and not think of Marvel. Yep. Um, But Doctor Strange uh, imprisons Bruce and is like, I know that you're Batman. So good luck surviving in my prison. And you have this awesome fight with Penguin and some henchmen where you're handcuffed and, you know, you break out of your chair and then you're fighting off all these thugs and Penguin. And then you get your handcuffs broke and then you climb up this building and you radio for Alfred to send you a suit. And it's like such a great One fun. One of the coolest fucking scenes uh, ever. It's so fun. So like we we discussed last week, uh, one of the weapons that you get in Arkham Asylum, it kind of like comes in on a rock and plummets it and hits the ground. <laughs> yeah. and you, it opens up and everything. And that's how your bat suit comes in. You see the bat wing fly overhead and this thing drops out of it. And it just hits the top of this building and it opens up and the suit just kind of presents itself yeah. to you. And then there's this really cool scene where, like, he's putting it all on and everything. Mm. And you know what it reminds me a lot of? Uh, The scene in Iron Man. Okay. Where it's kind of panning around the suit as, like, the legs tighten up around him and everything. And, like, the gears get all in place. And that's what the suit is basically doing. It's that exact scene. It's just the bat suit. So you see, like, all the levers and everything. Mm. And it kind of, like, tighten against his body and, like the claws on the back of his like gauntlets kind of flare out and flare back down and oh so fucking cool (laughs) one like such a cool fucking scene um yeah and then so meanwhile dr strange is preparing to commence what he's calling protocol 10 <clears throat> and then he realizes that the first thing that's happened is that Catwoman has been uh, captured by Two-Face and is being executed. So you got to go save her. Yep. Um, so this is a lot of fun because you go into this courthouse, you sneak in, and there's just like a big group of guys. And, um, you know, Catwoman is hanging over a vat of acid. Catwoman's character I really like. I think they, they made her a little too risque in that outfit if you look at pictures fuck no they could have they could have gone a step further because here's my thing right i don't i don't need my female characters like to thin, be sexy thin thin little strap around the front oh, like Milo, Milo, uh, no, Lilo dallas multi <laughs> little, little white stripes little little white stripes you know like yeah. 
little little thin little thin piece of cloth, like a little cattail. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Done. <laughs> they um, did. They did. Um, but like in all fairness, that's Catwoman. And that's always been Catwoman. The yes. skin tight suit. Like, granted, if you go back to like Adam West days, right. it did go all the way up to the neck. Yes, and that's my thing. And it it, it came down a little bit more, but you gotta appease you gotta right. appease the fans. Yeah, man. exactly. Gotta, right. I, there are some people that this is their this is their thing, and that's totally fine. I didn't need it, and it didn't take away from the game. But I was just kind of like, uh, of course. <laughs> Chris is against sexuality in games. I'm not. Ag- I'm not against it as long as it has a reason. That's always my thing. Is, is there a reason for it to look like this? No. Then why yes. does it look like this? Yes. The reason is just a reason that you do not accept as a reason. The <laughs> reason is because it appeases the fans. <laughs> right. Because it makes the horny boys who play this game happy (laughs) and that's the reason like Mm -hmm. there's a reason for everything you just don't like the reasons that are involved you're right i i and that's the problem i just hold ourselves to a higher standard i don't (laughs) (laughs) i don't at all a hundred percent i don't i do like it when i'm like that chick is fucking hot they did a really great job animating that sexy ass body on her well we didn't even talk about poison what poison ivy's wearing in that last game she's just wearing like panties and a freaking dang near uh, shirt unbuttoned that's, like an unbuttoned, unbuttoned shirt yeah. except yeah. for the top button just so her nips aren't sticking and that's kind of what she wears in all of the games yeah doesn't make it okay <laughs> um so if that's how she chooses to live her life chris i'm not shaming her i'm shaming <laughs> the people who decided to make it that way and that is how they decided that she lives her life, Chris. And that's their choice, and I can respect And it's actually it. based off of the comic books. Ah, does everybody, every time we get a new iteration, everybody's outfits change. Yeah. And I'm just saying, we could be doing better. So after you save Catwoman, Joker, Joker ends up taking a I shot like at the way that it is. <laughs> Joker ends up taking a, taking a shot at her to try to assassinate Catwoman. And then Batman figures out where that is. And then you go after Joker. Yeah, goes goes to the tower where the shot comes from. This is where we're introduced to Harley Quinn because you go in through the front and she does this fun like acrobatic flip tumble thing towards you. Yep. And if you don't, because it gives you the option to counter attack. And if you don't, she hits you and is like, I got you. And if you do, you like pick her up and throw her against the wall and she gets all pissed off like, oh, come on, I'm a woman. Again, I love it. Yeah. It's a hell of a lot of fun. Um, and then you climb up the tower, find the sniper rifle that took the shot, realize that the tower's been bombed, and you get blown out to Kingdom Come. Yep. Because, again, like I was saying last week, in this game, they wrote the Joker perfectly. Mm-hmm. He has a plan, and then he emits chaos around the plan. Yeah. Like, it's so beautifully done and executed. And in this one, the Joker's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... He does get a little bit more chaotic than planning yeah. in this one. But there's a reason. There's a good reason. And I like it. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead. Okay. So uh, after that uh, after that tower explodes, Joker captures Batman and performs a blood transfusion on him, infecting him. Because when you meet Joker, he's all messed up. And he's like, I'm sick from taking all that Titan in the first game. And mm-hmm. now guess what? My little sick blood is now coursing through yours and you're going to die. So... Now you have to help me. Mm-hmm. Absolutely have to help me. In order to save your life, you have to come up with the serum that's also going to save mine. And I love that as a plot. That is great. 
it is such a good villain move. it is it is a great villain move because joker in this moment emits his weakness of not being able to cure it himself knowing that the only possible chance that he has for survival is if batman does it mm-hmm. and he he plays on the fact of thinking like batman wouldn't just do it mm-hmm. so he has to give batman a reason and there's his reason. And, and then he ups it up a level even more because he's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I've also been shipping sam- uh, bags of my blood out to all the hospitals for blood transfusions. So now not only am I dying, not only are you dying, but now there are innocent c- citizens of Gotham who now who, have my blood. Who fucking knows that are going to be dying. Are going to be dying. Um <clears throat> so in an, so to save himself, Batman seeks out doc- uh, Mr. Dr. Freeze technically true mr freeze mm-hmm. um dr mr freeze yeah dr mr freeze <laughs> um who has been captured by the penguin and is developing a cure so you end up tracking penguin to this to a museum um where you <laughs> go through and it's like it's sectioned off um because there's like the iceberg lounge in one area yeah. there's like it's, a it's the penguins nightclub yeah um, but also what's down there is Solomon Grundy, Solomon Grundy and born on a born on a Monday. Yep. And then I don't remember the rest of it and then died on a Sunday just to be born again on Monday. Yeah. Um, cause I like Solomon Grundy is a villain. I didn't know anything about before oh, I, I played it. Yeah. Cause oh, again, yeah. right. With the exception of like the key he players, reminds me more of like a, uh, Scooby-Doo villain, right? <laughs> like a hundred percent. He looks like a, he looks and reminds me of like a Scooby-Doo villain, yeah. but I love him. He's great. Yeah. But I like, I would have to say penguins, probably one of my favorite Batman villains, Oswald Copperpot. <laughs> He's he's just come on, man. Like literally he is he's born. He's the son of the competing family in Gotham. Mm -hmm. He is literally Bruce's counterpart in every fucking way. Yeah. Bruce's not Batman's Bruce's Mm -hmm. counterpot and counter counterpart (laughs) counterpot counterpot. I'm Uh, Oswald counterpot Oswald counterpot. (laughs) And like, I just fucking love it. Mm -hmm. I just do. I think he's such a great villain. Like I, I do like a lot of Batman's villains They're, way more than any of like the Marvel villains. Oh. I like a lot of Batman villains. Yeah. That's one thing I prefer DC over to Marvel about is that th- the characters are so much more colorful. Yeah. They're so much more interesting and fun and chaotic. Like I could make an argument, but I, I just, I like them better. Yeah. Like I just like to me, you know I mean? We'll just, we'll obviously just take like the big villain that everybody has been talking about the last 10 years, 12, 20 years. Um, you know, Thanos, like there's nothing fun about Thanos in my opinion. No, I, I actually got to say they made uh, the movies made Thanos more interesting than the comics ever did. Yeah. And he's not even that f- he's not even really fun in those he- in, in the comics. There is no like, uh, I just want all these stones. So I can press lady death. Yep, basically. I need me a sugar mama. Where like <laughs> they made him in my mind a better villain in the in the MCU because like to me something that makes a great villain is when they believe what they are doing is for the good of everyone. Oh yeah. Like hands down does it make an incredible villain? Like when they're like, you just don't understand the sacrifices that need to be made. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't just for me. This isn't for power. This isn't for ego. This is for me to save everyone, and you just don't understand it. 
there is no other way. Yeah. And then they go forward with it. Like, those are such great villains. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And that's what they did with Thanos in the MCU. Totally. There's a lot of villains in DC that have that mindset. You know, mm-hmm. but then there's a lot of them that are, are kind of weak sauce in the well, I just want power. Yeah, I just straight up want power. Like Lex Luthor's biggest motivation is to kill Superman and obtain power. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's 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 basically him in a nutshell. You know, <laughs> like yeah. so it's, that's kind of cliche. Like that's no different than Thanos. You know, it, it just it could go both ways. Yeah, but I do like the Batman's. And I say Batman's because there's a lot of other villains out there for the other characters, right? Like, but Batman's villains, I don't know what it is about them. There's I just, just, I just love them. They're so fun. They're so fun. Like, uh, and like, Penguin's not not any different in that in that regard, you mm-hmm. know. But yeah, so Penguin's got his little nightclub. <clears throat> yep. Um. So. Um, so after you go and, um, liberate Mr. Freeze after doing all that stuff with Penguin, Freeze is like, Hey, I'll meet you back at my compound so we can make a cure, <clears throat> but I need something. Um, I need the blood of Ra's al Ghul, another new, you know, another new introduction in the series Yeah. <clears throat> or Ra's al Ghul, depending on how you want to say it. I always say Ra's al Ghul. That's just the way that I was. That's all how I always pronounce it. Yeah, I, didn't know. I know that Raish was is kind of a thing. Is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, didn't know. Okay, good to know. <clears throat> so you run off and you go to find Ra- the Lazarus Pit and Ra- uh, Ra- uh, Ra's Al Ghul. Um, you end up coming in contact with actually Talia Al Ghul, who is oh, Talia, Ra- who, who's his daughter, um, which a is really huge love interest in yeah, Batman. Yeah, which is another huge love interest in Batman, and they totally gave the freaking plot away in the Dark Knight Rises because that whole movie is about oh Ra's Al Ghul had a kid, and I was like, yeah, Talia Al Ghul. So the woman, the main woman in this that isn't Catwoman, is uh-huh. going to be. Talia Al Ghul, I just know it. Yep. Oh, lo and behold! But I guess it would have been a surprise for people. Anybody who, who doesn't know that, yeah, anybody who's not that deep into it, yeah, I don't know. Um, so you meet Talia, and you guys, you go and you do this really fun kind of thing where, like, you kind of you take like you drink this thing and you kind of chase after Ra's Al Ghul, yeah, um, in like this like spirit realm thing, and you end up fighting a bunch of shadow versions of himself. That's a lot of fun. <clears throat> Mr. Freeze is able to develop the uh, to develop the antidote, but it's stolen by Harley Quinn. So you go back to the Joker, and you find that his health has been restored. So while you guys are fighting, Strange activates Protocol Ten, um, which is which is revealed to be a scheme to wipe out the entire population of Arkham City and destroy the criminal element in Gotham. Again, another one of those instances of like, oh, okay, I can kind of see what you're going for. Is it right? No, but. It makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, <clears throat> so the tiger troops begin executing inmates. A strange lo- launches missile strikes on Arkham's, um, people from his base at the, like, there's like a tower there called wonder tower. Yep. Um, the missiles hit the still meal that you're in burying you under rubble. Joker then takes advantage of the situation when Talia arrives and offers him immortality in exchange for sparing Batman's life. So then um, after escaping with the help of Catwoman, Batman is convinced uh, by Alfred to end Protocol 10 before pursuing Talia and the Joker. 
you then infiltrate Wonder Tower, disabling Protocol 10. Raza Ghoul is revealed to be the true mastermind behind Arkham City and mortally wounds Strange for failing to de- defeat Batman. Uh, Strange then activates Protocol 11, <laughs> which is the self-destruction of Wonder Tower. Um, Roz uh, commits suicide to avoid capture. Joker contacts Bat- Batman, threatening to kill Talia unless you meet him at the Monarch, Monarch Theater, which is a very important set piece in the Batman mythos. Yeah. Um, so when you arrive, Joker demands the cure, but is impaled and killed by Talia while distracted. Uh, Talia admits to stealing the cure from Harley Quinn, and then Talia gets killed by a second Joker, still still stricken with the disease. And this is one of the things that I love about this game. The entire time that you're playing this game, when you meet the Joker, he's in one of two states. He either looks like he's dying or he looks perfectly fine. And throughout the game, like there's never really any mention about it. like no one talks about it. But it's like, why? Well, this Joker looks healthy, and then you'll meet him again, and you're like, but this one looks sick. Yeah. And you meet him again, but this one looks healthy. And the reason for that is because <clears throat> the healthy Joker, after impaling Talia, uh, reanimates and shapeshifts into Clayface. Yep. And I thought that was cool, but the fight that follows, I was not a huge impressed with a huge fan of. It, yeah. it did feel very cartoony cartoony it felt very reminiscent of the solomon grundy fight yeah you know because he's shaping up and you got to do these things to knock him down but basically clayface reveals that he's been masquerading as a healthy joker um at at the joker's request um joker ends up blowing up the theater revealing that it's actually above the lazarus pit this again is another uh significant location in the batman mythos after defeating Clayface, Batman drinks a portion of the antidote <clears throat> and destroys the Lazarus pit uh, before the Joker can use it. Batman then is like inner debating um, whether he wants to cure the Joker. The Joker attacks him, causing the antidote to smash. And in one of, in my opinion, the most gut-wrenching moments in video game series, right up there with you know, the, the death of the female Spartan in Halo Reach. Um, <laughs> Batman's like, I, despite everything you've done, despite everything you will do, I would have healed you, even though I know that I shouldn't have. And Joker is like, that's the greatest joke of all time. And then dies. Yep. The Joker fucking dies in this game. Um, you end up carrying his body out and... The Commissioner Gordon is like, what the hell happened in there? And Joker's like, or Batman's like, here's Joker's body, deuces. And he just leaves without saying anything. And that is like, was one of the greatest endings to a video game I've ever played. Epic. It it just, it blew my mind that they went here. You know, I, re- I just, I remember like watching it and just being in like fucking absolute shock. Just shock. And it, like, literally it's speechless. such a good line, though. That's the greatest joke of all time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I could not believe it. I could not believe it. I was like, you kill. Because, like, right? Like, you don't think 
that they're going to kill off the main villain. Because, I mean, we, right, like, arguably, we could say Joker is the main villain of Batman, right? Batman, 100%. Batman has a rogues gallery of great villains, but the Joker is the one that's, that, that like, I think every, back everybody again, thinks to. And again, and again. Well, and that's, again, I think the big reason for that, and, and is it goes back down to, out of all of Batman's villains, right, mm-hmm. there is only one villain that is as smart as Batman in my mind. There's only one. The rest of them think themselves to be smart. smart. Mad Hatter, the Riddler, those mm-hmm. kind of shit. The only one that, in my mind, is as smart as Batman is Joker. Yeah. He is the anti-Batman, where Batman is logic and calculative and, you know, organization and plotting and, like, boom, 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 sequence of events. Joker is logic and chaos Mm -hmm. all into one like he can calculate that plan and then go how can i shroud this plan in chaos so that my nemesis Mm -hmm. batman it's gonna tie him up for a little bit Mm -hmm. to me joker's schemes were never about getting money they were never about winning they were never about like being ultra powerful or running a part of the city or like the rest of Batman's villains, Mm -hmm. right? Like they always want a piece of the pie. Yeah. Joker didn't give a fuck about the pie. (laughs) He didn't. He wanted to play a game. (laughs) That was it. He wanted to play a game. And in order to play his game, he needed money. Mm -hmm. So he would try to get money. And if he couldn't get the money because Batman thwarted him, he got pissed, but it wasn't pissed because he lost the money. It was pissed because now he can't play the game. You know, it, it, there was always that behind him. So losing the Joker in this, it honestly, to me, felt like I was losing a part of the game. Yeah. And that comes it big into play mm. for the next game. Yeah, it does. Because it, like, that was it. So, yeah, I just I just remember watching it being like, oh, uh, it's over. Eyes super it's wide, done. couldn't believe it. They're never going to make another game. Yeah. Like, it's done. Like, I, how, don't, I don't know how you can... How do you kill the Joker and then make another one of these? Holy shit. Yeah. Well, and then they made Batman Origins. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> we'll touch on I was that like, one. well, that's a way to make it good to do another game. Right. Let's go back before all of this. <laughs> Let's do a prequel. Um, so some of the stuff we didn't touch on real quick. There's a lot of side missions in this. So obviously, right, like you meet like there is a battle with Freeze. Yeah. Um, you know, at a certain point, you do have a fun little fight with him where you have to, like, attack him from stealth positions and, like, he adapts to certain things. So if you, like, yeah. if you attack him from under the floor, you can never attack him from under the floor again. Because he freezes the floor grates. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's fun because that forces you to adapt in that fight, and that fight's a lot of fun. There's a side quest with Deadshot where Deadshot is going around and killing people. Uh, is Firefly in this one? I don't know. Fireflies in this Fireflies one. in Origin. Fireflies in Origin. Yeah. Same with Deathstroke. Azazel's yeah. in this one. Azazel's in you this one. You do meet Azazel for the first time in this one. Yep, that yep, that's a pretty fun moment. Um because those are random encounters that happen on rooftops, right? Yeah, like yeah. he'll just be standing there and you just like go up to him and he'll talk to you, and then after a while you guys like duke it out. Yeah. Um there Poison Ivy's back. She's got her own little area that you have to go in and get something from her. Yeah. Catwoman is in this game in a playable capacity. Freaking loved that. Yeah, you could switch between her and Batman mm-hmm. throughout the game. 
Yeah, and like they have their own little collectibles because collectibles are back. Um, she's got her own little collectibles, and like a real cat, she can climb on walls and ceilings. Yep. to get those things. Um, but she's. Uh, a- I've never seen a real cat climb on a ceiling, but that's just me. Yeah, yeah. Well, like I said, it's just like a real cat. <laughs> um, <laughs> Um, there's there's some stuff with Bane where he's like, oh, Joker's manufacturing my Titan and it's killing people and I need you to blow that shit up. So you go blow that up. Um, and then Bane's like, well, thanks for it. Smash! Yeah, I'm going to punch you in the face and then you l- l- capture him and that's pretty cool. Um, and there's there's a couple of others. Uh, like I said, we like I said, Man Bat makes another appearance. Is it in this one? I thought it, it was in. No, it's I, in this one. Is it? This is where you first like start reading about Man Bat, oh, okay. and then there's like a little scene where you like you don't actually see him. You just kind of see him in the distance. Oh, okay. And he like escapes really quick. Got it. And you're like, ooh. Uh, Mad Hatter shows up for a kind of a fun, very similar kind of feeling to the. Uh, scarecrows section in that first game it's all yeah. very mind twisty there's a bunch of people with rabbit masks on and yeah you've got weird. one and you've got to fight like demon versions of yourself and yeah. stuff um so there's some pretty cool fun stuff i really some like donnie darko shit is yeah what that reminded me of for reals though it what was really his name was. frank was it frank the rabbit i think um and you know, again, a lot of the stuff is, you know, again, the combat is brought over. It's exactly the same one button to attack, one button counter. They did bring back, and I love this, they actually brought, they in, they increased it to now you can counter two people at one time. Yep. And that leads to a lot of fun cinematics of, like, taking awesome. one guy Super cool shit. and beating him with the other with another guy or clocking t- the two guys' heads together. A lot of fun in that. A lot of the gadgets are back. Now you've got this, you know, you've still got the, the, the bat grapple, mm-hmm. the batarangs and the but you also get now you get like an electricity gun that can like stun people or open and close doors you get like a freezing thing you can throw in water to freeze stuff Uh, and one of the other cool things you get a lot of locations Mm -hmm. so you can visit the uh site of your parents murder yep because that's in Uh, there that's in there uh, there's a lot of iconic locations. The courthouse is actually an iconic location. Police the department. Police department. Um, God, the there's like a casino, the Olympus, because that's like yep. a, that like that that's a nod to another black mask villain or something. I believe. Yeah. No, there is a there is an Olympian villain. Yeah, I there's like a Zeus villain or something. Yeah. And like, yeah, there's there's a shit ton of nods to all these other villains and places in it. The map just feels absolutely ginormous for the time. Mm. Now you would be like, this isn't that big of a map. Yeah. But that's just because we're used to much bigger Mm. maps. Um, But it was huge for the time. I remember being like, oh, my God, it takes me like 10 minutes to go from one end to the other. Like, this is days. Holy shit. Yeah. People have starved to death as I've traveled (laughs) across the city. Because once again, no vehicles, no, no Batmobile, no, no Batwing. It's all gliding and everything like that. It's all really cool. But they they do this fun thing where you can like grapple up to a ledge and then you can like double tap. I can get a boost. Fucking boost off of it. Launch you up in the air and then you just float. Um, Riddler's back. Oh, Um, and his are his puzzles get super harder Mm -hmm. now this is actually like fight like facing off against him yeah um so that's like that's a lot of fun that is pretty cool vicky vale shows up not just yeah she like crashes in here and you help her out yeah 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 i know you love her no it's uh from uh chuck you ever watch the show chuck 
and my mom was super into it. I watched a couple episodes with her. In the very first episode, when he meets the female agent, mm-hmm. his buddy's just like, "Oh my god, she looked like Vicky," or something says something about Vicky Vale, and he's like standing behind the counter looking at paperwork, and he's like, "Vicky Vale, Vicky the Vicky Vale, Vicky Vale, Vicky the Vicky Vale," and, and like then, that's that's, and then eventually he became Shazam. Shazam, motherfucker! Mm-hmm. Yeah, never saw that. It was good. Uh, okay, it was good. It's funny. It's good. I don't know a ton about like that's the kind of thing that I'm like I have no idea. It's like how I feel about Black Adam. I'm like I have no idea who this person then you is. You would walk into it. Yeah. Like those are that's actually probably the best time to go see those movies. Yeah. Because you know nothing about them, so you can just enjoy the movie. I dig Mark Strong. I like Mark Strong as a bad guy. I like yeah. him a lot. He's he's always fun. But um, so yeah, no, that's where that comes from. It's, got it. It's just that little thing. But yeah, no, Vicky Vale's in it. She makes a nice little appearance. Doctor Strange, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like Raz Al Ghul and Talia Al Ghul being in it. Like a lot that of fun. was super cool. Not to mention that like you're you're seeing a shit ton of people in this one. Well, and the the voice actress for Talia Al Ghul is Stan, uh, what's her name? Uh, she was the chick in the TV show Castle. I'm a huge Nathan Fillion fan. I I and he was in a TV show called Castle where he was a writer teamed up with a female yeah. cop that she's the one who does the voice. And at the time I was really into Castle. So I was really excited. That was pretty cool that, that she was in it. It was nice seeing or hearing her voice there. Um, but yeah, it's again, a lot more of the same. Uh, they built upon it. Well, and there's one big thing with this one though, the DLCs. Yes. So you, uh, there was a Batgirl DLC. There was a Nightwing DLC and there was a Robin DLC for this one. I think, I remember the cat. I remember the Catwoman one because Catwoman had like Catwoman. Oh, it wasn't Batgirl. Sorry, it was uh, um, Nightwing and Catwoman. Okay, that was it. <clears throat> I think those were the only two DLCs oh. in this one. Because we forgot something. What? But finish your thought, and oh. then. <clears throat> and those were kind of cool because oh, Harley Quinn, mm. the Harley Quinn <clears throat> DLC, because like you got to play different aspects of like the storyline different perspectives of the storyline of what was going on in 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 and around mm-hmm. so like night wings does take place in bloodhaven and this is why i think it i was thinking bloodhaven with mm-hmm. it because night wings dlc <clears throat> takes place in bloodhaven and it's leading up to the events of arkham city harley quinn's dlc is when are like establishing the base in arkham city mm-hmm. and so they were like little add-on storylines to this one and it was super fucking cool because you got to play as these other characters yeah um cameo appearance by robin in this yes i totally forgot about that you are you end up there's a section where you're chasing um the the league of the shadow assassins Mm -hmm. and you're on a rooftop and robin shows up and that's a really fun like like he doesn't do anything but he shows up yeah um and maybe that was it. Maybe there was a Robin DLC. I can't remember all the DLCs for it, but that you got to play these other mm-hmm. characters. And I was like, this is fucking cool. Yeah. And they weren't long. They yeah. were only like 10, 15, maybe 30 minutes at most, depending on how you played it. Um, little DLC packs, but it was still like, that's fucking cool. Yeah. It was like, here's an introduction where you're fighting outside. Here's, here's where you go inside and do the stealth sections. Cause those are back. There's a t- plenty of times in this mm-hmm. game where you're in a room with gargoyles. The enemies have now gotten smarter. They now can like shoot and destroy the gargoyles. Yep. Cause I don't remember if they did that in Arkham. I don't remember Asylum, if they did that in Arkham but Asylum. But I know they do it in Arkham city. Yeah. They eventually get like bombs and they'll throw up bombs and like blow up the gargoyles. So mm-hmm. you can't like swing to them anymore or anything yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. And it's, 
it's crazy. Yeah, and again, you can you can level up Batman's abilities and his you know his health and his attacks and stuff like that. Yep. Same thing with Catwoman. You can you can independently upgrade her as well. Um, so she comes a, a bit stronger. She doesn't have as as many tools and stuff. But again, it, it's fun. It's, it's like a, she has her own abilities though that are useful in solving some of these puzzles yeah. and everything like that. So that's nice. Yeah. So um, all around, a lot of fun. Oh god, it was so um, good. Yeah. This game, like this is my. It favorite. is very rare where I think a an immediate sequel to a game tops the original, and this is one that topped the original absolutely like, they did the game progression in in my eyes between these two perfectly mm -hmm. yeah no th this was smart it was let's take the let's take what we have already done let's make it a little bit bigger let's add a little bit more but let's not go overboard let's save some stuff for later so we're not cramming a well, bunch of stuff they didn't just do a completely new storyline mm -hmm. like there is a new storyline there's a new threat something else is going on right but we're going to continue with the one from the past. Here's mm -hmm. the Joker. He's sick as fuck. He's, you know, like, yeah, he needs this cure. Like, we're going to continue with that. He's infected other people in the city. Like, and that's where, like, it was kind of just, again, that ending was so shocking because it was like, holy fuck. So did Batman cure himself? Or, like, is he, is he still sick because he didn't take the full thing? Mm -hmm. Like, it did he buy himself more time to try and develop a different cure? Like how, how is this playing out? Oh shit. Now it's gone. Now it's just gone. It, it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Joker's dead. The cure is gone. People are sick in Gotham. Like what the fuck? And the game ended. Yeah. What? <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, uh, so you're releasing the new one next month, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> How long are you going to let make uh, me wait here? Oh, God, I'm going home and replaying it. I'm just going to dive back in and run around because it's just it's, like it's a good game. Like even even after you finish it, it's still a lot of fun just to run around and fight. And, you know, yeah, there's some good stuff to it. Um, so let's dive into the reception. Uh, Metacritic had it at a 96, a 94 and a 91 on PS3, Xbox 360 and PC and an 85 out of 100 on Wii U. Now, I did never bought a Wii U, so I don't know why they got such a worse score. I can only it was not the, the controls suck. I'm just that's what I was about to say. I was like, I'm just assuming it did not port over very well. Yeah, the controls did not. It, it it was not good. They tried to do some stuff between the big screen and the little screen, and it, like it just. Ugh. Ooh, that, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Uh, One up has it as an A. EGM ten out of ten. Eurogamer nine out of ten. Game Informer ten out of ten. Uh, Game Pro five out of five stars. I mean, it's all it's all nines, nine point fives, four and a half out of five stars. Perfect tens, perfect tens. And the, I, oh, this game! I remember this yeah. game getting huge acclaim yeah. huge reviews huge like it was it was a, a contender for game of the year oh god heavily yeah. if it did not win i can't remember but uh, i don't remember either um but yeah we'll cut this out real quick hold on uh, game of the year 20 nope that was 2021 not 2011 um portal 2 oh that's hard to beat yeah okay so yeah so game of the year in 2011 um 
me see here. Portal 2, Elder Scrolls, Skyrim, uh, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, Uncharted 3. So, I mean, it's oh, all. Oh, it had some big contenders that year. Yeah. I didn't realize those were all like, those are some big fucking contenders. Mm-hmm. Like Witcher 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Witcher. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. So, this game was great. It was amazing. I absolutely love it. I highly suggest, uh, suggest picking it up. Um, if you haven't played it, if you have, go back and play it again. You will still have such a fun time. Um, any other final thoughts? No, play the game. <laughs> Simple and straight to the point. That's why we're friends. <laughs> Speaking of which, friends, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, you can go to our Podbean and you can go to our Facebook page. Let us know what you thought about this episode. Don't forget to write in and tell us uh, whatever it was we were talking about before. I've already forgotten. <clears throat> uh, if the section of the city part of uh, oh yeah, blocked Black off Cave. is. Uh, Bloodhaven. Bloodhaven. Blackgate. Bloodhaven. Yep. Wow. You, you can write into that. Uh, also, don't forget, you can email us at no tokens required at hotmail.com. You can go ahead and let us know there. Um, and uh, don't forget, there's the Patreon. We always appreciate every donation. Patreon. It helps keep the lights on. So we appreciate all of that every keep month. Keep the lights on. Now, this is where we, now we're, I, we will have an intermission here for Caleb to do a blues riff and beat. But other than that, thank you all so much for listening. We really appreciate it, you guys. We'll catch you next time. I'm Chris. I'm Caleb. And until then, game Game on. Thanks for listening to Game On, presented by No Tokens Required. The opinions expressed in this discussion are those of the hosts and may not reflect the opinion of No Tokens Required. No Tokens Required is not affiliated with the electronic entertainment discussed in this podcast. The properties mentioned in this podcast are the intellectual properties of their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended. Game On is an exclusive podcast of No Tokens Required for the No part of this podcast may be used in any way without written authorization from No Tokens Required. 